I had a high quality conversation with a playmaker. A playmaker is a trainer who was on the playbook, the software for basketball trainers, the best website platform for basketball trainers out there. And we were talking about him being new in the training space and specifically starting in Q4, which I don't know about you guys. I'm willing to bet Q4 is the slowest quarter for most trainers, unless you focus pretty strongly on training elementary school students. Even then, I'm still willing to bet that it is the slowest quarter. So we talked about some things that can help him mentally, help him operationally, and honestly, make sure he's in the right headspace to continue to have high spirits and to be successful and make sure that he digs his well before he, he's thirsty. And that's for all of us, truthfully. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of making sure that we look ahead. I just downloaded the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And I know already from talking to other people, one of the, the habits is to make sure you begin with the end in mind. And when that is said to me, that means strictly let's look at February, March, April, whatever month it is, and make sure that we are future pacing, seeing what we want to happen in those months and making sure that we're working backwards to get back to this present day so we can be effective and set up shop the way that we want it to operate whenever those times do come around or AKA dig your well before you're thirsty. So that we're, we're preparing right now before we get to those busier months. Because this trainer made a great point. What the experts, the guys and ladies who have tenure in this training space fail to forget and take for granted is we've got, we've got experience in this space. We've got a, a Rolodex of clientele that are loyal and that have stuck with us for the longest. And not everybody has that. Not everybody has that clientele who wants to train during the season and their churn looks crazy. They drop from 100 trainees or 50 trainees to, to 20 to 10 and maybe even worse. Who knows? But that that's a real thing. And this trainer made a great point. So here are a few tactical things that I that I mentioned to him that I think is helpful for everyone else. And one, it's to change the messaging. And more specifically, what we were talking about was following up. So this, this, this trainer is already prospecting. He's already calling people. He's already having leads come in from his Facebook ads. And he has a CRM. And he has automatic messaging, automatic messaging from the playbook that reaches out to the clients, asks them questions that require some kind of feedback. What grade is your son or daughter in? What are your goals? Are you all scheduled to come to your first free training session? Those things that remove some of the manual work. Some of the manual work is the key word because there is some manual messaging that is important that may be needed at times if you are following up with certain people. So what I messaged, what I told him was, hey, if you are working on getting more engagement on your follow-up, in your follow-up, then we need to talk about the messaging. And the messaging that I that he had was good, but you know, he's in a in a certain part of the nation. So they may resonate with certain language more so than others. So what I told him is whenever you have a in-person conversation or a, a phone conversation, make sure that you pay attention to signals. It's a there's a book called Getting More, my favorite negotiation book, my favorite communication book is what it really is of all time. Getting more has one of the the really fine new really important tactics being 
um, signals. Pay attention to signals. So if someone says, hey, I really can't train today. Okay, so what day can you train is the follow-up question or the necessary follow-up to that. And it's the same when we talk to, to parents or trainees. What are those small things that they say that we can use in our copywriting, in our Facebook messages, in our emails, in our YouTube videos, in our Instagram videos? Because advertising basically is a public spread of a private want. So if there's something that piques a trainee or a parent's interest in a regular face-to-face -face or phone call, then I'm sure that it's going to pique their interest in a text message. So pay attention to signals and make sure you alter your messaging based on what your community really cares about, really pays attention to. Another thing was what I mentioned earlier is prospecting. Like there's no world that we live in as a basketball trainer that we can stop prospecting. Now you may prospect differently than other people. It may be hitting people up on Instagram. It may be posting something. It may be old school where you are actually, you know, calling people, texting them and having those direct conversations. I, I think spending whatever your prospecting looks like, setting up a prospecting block of time on every day, maybe four days out of the week at least, of 30 minutes to an hour, and it's uninterrupted time, it's it's secluded time, I think that is a game changer. I know it's a game changer. So setting that prospecting block up is mandatory, whether you have 20 leads coming in a day or you have two leads coming in a day because, you know, seasonality is a real thing. Seasonality is not an excuse, but things do dip in Q4. Market size may be a thing. It is a real thing. You may not have the same market size as one of the more mainstream trainers that you, you watch out for, but that doesn't mean that we should limit or be negligent and not have as much activity during the slow times as we do in the busy times. As a matter of fact, we probably should have more activity during the slow times. But again, seasonality is real. Market size is real. And churn is real. So Prospecting blocks are important, as well as prospecting pyramids. Pyramids meaning, yo, let's let's be smart about who we reach out to first. You only got 30 minutes. You only have an hour. So let's reach out to the people who are more than likely going to be interested in training with us. The ones that don't ask the questions that you can find on the website as, hey, what time is the training session? Or when do you train? Or well, how much does it cost? Which I think those are buying questions at the same time. Are those really the people who are interested or are they just trying to see how much something costs? Like you can gauge somebody's interest. And in the playbook, we have CRMs that allow you to actually segment the interest. You might have somebody who's a lead that came in, a lead who's responded. You might have someone who is scheduled an appointment and somebody who actually attended your free training session. I would reach out to those in the reverse order, making sure that I'm effective and efficient in my prospecting block. And look, it's, it's easy to lack confidence and to be impatient in this slower time. I, I remember when I first started and I didn't know how I was going to pay rent the first year. I, I thank God, got a chance to train uh, a, a trainee who, I mean, I woke up 6 a.m. in the morning with and the, the parent was someone who could actually pay. And he paid enough to where I didn't have to worry about paying rent for four or five, five months because this this parent actually looked out for me and just wanted to be done. He wanted to pay up front for an entire year and get a good rate so he didn't have to go back and forth with the one-on-one. -on -one. That helped me out. I don't want you to have to be in that situation where you have to, you need to find somebody 
who can who can be responsible for your cash flow. That's dangerous. One person being responsible for your cash flow, that's what situation I was in rather than actually prospecting like I should have and making sure that I was hitting the phones and having a system that actually made things organized for me to even be there in the first place. So uh, the last thing I mentioned to, to this trainer was double down on the people that you're serving right now. Uh, I heard Russell Brunson say that he's a, he's a, a really good marketer. And he mentioned something really, really inspiring and smart that caught my attention. It's the double down on the service of those people who are actually training right now because they will be responsible for the others who come and, and join your services after a while. So increase customer service, fine tune the systems and, and weather this quote unquote storm that we're in right now in the Q4 session because there is a lot of churn and there are ways to keep retention you know, what we want is, is to get more people. We want acquisition, not just to focus solely on retention. So dig your well before you're thirsty and make sure that you have some kind of accountability, not just you, to do the things that you know are needed to be done. For me, I know it's awkward talking to somebody and not following through with what I said I was going to do. So have some accountability. Dig your well before you're thirsty. Figure out what you want March, April, May, June, July to look like. What systems do you want in place? What funnels do you want in place? What marketing do you want to have out there? What do you want that to look like? And let's start working on those things right now. Make sure you pay attention to signals. Change your messaging based on the signals. Have a prospecting block, a prospecting pyramid, and you know, be reasonable and realistic in the fact that seasonality is a real deal. Market size is a real deal. But that doesn't mean that we should limit our activity. We should not set a prospecting block to make sure we're reaching out to trainees or people who are interested in training with us. So hopefully that helps you guys out. Got some pretty good feedback inside our Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, then you're tripping for real. You don't like learning at all. The Facebook group is free. It's a basketball trainer mastermind is what we officially call it. It's a bunch of basketball trainers who are sharing real experiences, helping each other out, and, and just giving each other wisdom from what they've learned, their mistakes. And I think it's a, a great network. It's a great group. It's a great hub. So uh, hopefully you learn from this. Hopefully this helped you out. If you're an OG, hopefully it, in, it encourages you to get back to the building blocks, the blocking and tackling, the fundamentals. And if you're new in the game, hopefully this gives you some inspiration to be patient, to stay the course and dig your well before you're thirsty and when you're down in the fourth. Thanks, guys, and hopefully you tune in to the next podcast episode. Yo, hope that podcast gave you some value. If it did, please rate, review, and subscribe to this. It only makes the podcast better. I read every single one. And at the very least, go join our group. You'll see the link in the description of this episode, and I will catch you on the next one.